This is a very special episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, joined by my special guest, Eric Torres. Eric is the Director of Channel Development at Datto, and he is also a regular on a program we call the MSP Sales Academy. And I'll tell you a little bit later on how you can get access to that. But without further ado, I wanted to bring you this full episode with me and Eric. Enjoy. And now, here's this episode of the Elevating IT Podcast, sponsored by Audit. We're back after a long holiday vacation. Uh, Eric, thanks for uh, coming back, and, and we're, we're looking forward to a killer 2021, everybody uh, How's things for you at Data? Let's let's kind of reassess where we where we picked up. What's changed? What's happening? What's exciting? What's new? Sure. Where are you guys heading towards in 2021? Right now, it's it's uh, well in the hiatus that we had. It was a lot of 2021 planning, strategizing. You know what what's our our game plan? What's our playbook? Um, unfortunately, I, I we're still in a in a virtual world instead of live and in person. So um, what, we, what we talked about when we were putting together our plans is we went back and reviewed what, what we did in 2020 and we, we fell flat on some of the, the virtual events and the virtual tasks that were happening. The good side of that is I think everybody fell flat because it changed for everybody and nobody really knew what to do if you're trying to do a live event, moving it to a virtual event, if you're trying to have live in-person meetings, doing it virtually, it's, it's just, it was a whole new, new world for everybody. So um, we, we learned a lot and, and spent some time strategizing on, okay, what's next? If, if we're still going to be in this world for at least the next six months, what do we do as far as generating new leads and keeping our pipeline full and, and things like that? Um, that was, that was pretty much December. Uh, this month so far, it's, it's been all about, okay, we've got the plans. Let's share the plans with, with the group and let's get everybody's buy-in. Let's get everybody behind it and excited. Uh, that was, that's our week this week. We do a, a week-long global sales kickoff. It's, it's every, we call it our go-to-market team. So it's everybody in sales, marketing, business development, sales engineers, you name it all of our executives. And it's just a real um, excitement, building excitement behind what we're doing. And just, it, we're leaving it today. It just ended last night and uh, everybody's enthused. Everybody's excited to sell and ready to hit the ground running, have new content, have have new focuses, have new goals and just ready to, ready to get at it. So in uh, 2020, you know, it was a scary year, right? Like March hit only the, the, in the first quarter, practically of 2020, where we're getting shut down. Mm. It was a scary time. Everything was crazy. And we were worried. Everybody was worried. MSPs were worried. But it seems to me that the MSP industry, the, our industry as a whole, has been, has been growing and doing well. And I'm sure there's people out there that are hurting. I know I've talked to some MSPs who are struggling, but by I think as an industry, everybody should be pretty excited because um, I think things are going to explode and, and things did well in 2020, despite, you know, audit, we, we are a, a sales tool. So if people aren't selling, they're not using our, 
our system um, and people are using our system. So the, we're, we're seeing the data we see is that people are out there selling, people are out there getting new business, people are growing. We grew, audit grew by 58% Ooh, 2019 nice. to 2020. And, and that was like, we, we, it was down a little bit from the year before, but still it was like, from what we, we didn't expect to grow at all. Yeah. You know, so that tells me, and, and obviously we're not, we're, we're a little bit smaller than Datto. But what that tells me is that MSPs are out there selling, MSPs are out there getting new business. And, and that, to me, that's a positive indicator of what's happening and, and wanted to get your perspective on what you see and what you're, what you feel. Yeah, th- we're seeing the exact same thing. That's, uh, that's spot on. Um, there was absolutely the, the dip in, in early 2020 when this, this first happened. Um, we saw uh, it, it went up and down. So we saw quite a few of our partners that exploded when this first happened because everybody went to go work from home and a lot of small SMBs realized I need an MSP. I need somebody to assist me and figure out technology. What, what do I need? What do I need to provide my staff with? How do we make this all secure? And so there was this huge uptick for a lot of our partners, March, April, they were seeing some of their, their best months ever. And then it plateaued for some and then took a nosedive for others. And, and it was a, it was a slow, slow start to the summer um, for many. And then what we saw is even at, at Datto, December was one of our best months. So things did pick up. And, and I think that's attributed to wh- what I had just said. SMBs, businesses of all sizes are realizing they need help, especially with some of the security concerns that, that we're hearing about, the, the big ones that are out there. They're realizing that the small companies are realizing that their neighbor's son isn't the one to manage their network anymore. They need a professional in there. Uh, the, the more mature businesses that are out there are saying, okay, well, I've got a network admin, but I need somebody else in here to make sure that all of this is secure. So there's all different opportunities that are out there. And, and even uh, speaking to that, with co-managed IT with, with organizations that, that do have a full IT department, they're, they're scared of the security concerns that are out there and they're turned into MSPs now more than ever. Uh, managed or uh, co-managed IT that is just that's skyrocketing right now and I think that is going to be probably the 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 number one growth segment of the channel for 2021. No kidding that's great we'll uh we'll have to keep our eyes on that it feels like you know to me all all signs point to a very very positive um uptick for for MSPs and and, Mm -hmm. you know again I was I haven't seen and I'm talking about on a wider scale, not, not from, you know, again, I know there's some MSPs out there that are really struggling and I, I've talked to a few that have closed yeah. um, and, and I don't want to minimize what they're going through. Um, okay. I'm just trying to kind of make, make a, make a kind of broad sweeping statement that things, you know, things are really exciting, man. If you're out there prospecting and you're doing your business development, trying to grow that pipeline, you know, really just working harder. And I think MSPs are doing that. They're working harder than they were um, for maybe, maybe scrapping a little bit, right? Like, like working harder for a little bit less, but I think that that really expands out and fans out because that activity breeds, it, it builds, right? Like um, 
people may not there people may not be ready to buy now but eventually they keep hearing about you they they're you're out there you're you're contacting people eventually it just explodes and uh i think yeah obviously in you 2021 know, we're gonna yeah you know one thing that that comes to mind with all of this and and speaking to the the msps that are out there that that are struggling um the MSP community, the channel is is a bit different than than any other industry when you think about it, because people are very willing to help complete strangers. We're all in this together, and and if that's one positive thing we could we could say from 2020 is the amount of of MSPs that were willing to help others or ask for help that we saw an increase too. So for for the the ones that were out there that were struggling that had to let some of their staff go. What we saw is a lot of them were calling us saying, do you know of anybody that is looking for help? I would like to find my engineer a job. Hmm. Like if I have to let him go, let me, let me recommend a couple of places he can go, he or she can go to. And, and then vice versa, we had some others that came to us saying, business is okay. Do you know of anybody that maybe it's even just renting uh, a contract work engineer that once things get better for that, that MSP, take them right back. And just that sharing, um, I, I, it's unlike any other, any other industry. If you think about it, like manufacturing, they're not, they're not calling other manufacturing companies saying, Hey, how are you doing what you're doing? What's your pricing structure? Uh, do you want any of my employees? Like that doesn't happen, but, but in the MSP world in the channel, that's, that's, that's just one shining example of, of, a positive if there's anything positive we can take for 2020 I, I think that's one of them yeah that's it's amazing it is really such a uh, such a great and unique place to be mm-hmm. yeah so I want to get into um, well let me ask you that let me let me ask you a simple question here do you believe that salespeople uh, tend to overcomplicate things when selling and, and MSP salespeople, like, this could be anybody, right? Like anybody who's selling technical services now, technical or, or anything that's sell, selling something that has a technical component, which I think just about everything has a technical component. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you're, if you're selling something face to face, you know more about it than the prospect does. So there's always that technical component with it. It gets even harder because it's, well, it is technical, right? Yep. But really the question, I mean, do you feel that, that MSPs or salespeople in general tend to overcomplicate when selling? Uh, I can answer this in a, a couple different ways. Um, yes, I, I do. Um, let me first start with uh, when, when I was at an MSP and we were building our sales team, one of the things I was looking for was for that specific person to so I, I didn't hire somebody like that. And, and here's what I mean. We would ask them and I would ask them questions. We would have technical questions, engineers in the room as well, but we would intentionally ask them, try to ask them a question that they didn't know the answer to technically, just to see if they were going to try to talk their way through it and talk me in circles. That's, that was a big red flag for me. If you don't know something, don't, don't overcomplicate it and talk, talk somebody in a circle, no matter what it is. And, uh, and that person would, would not make the cut to join our team. So that's one aspect of it. I, I was always looking for somebody that wouldn't talk in circles. If you don't know the, if you don't know something, just tell, Hey, I don't know that answer. Let me get back to you. Um, and I think we, we discussed that in, in an earlier segment, but 
Um, the second part of that is yes, overcomplicating the, the, the goal in, in IT sales, the task at hand in, in my mind is you have to walk somebody through a very complicated technical business decision, but you have to simplify it. You have to make it easy for them. And everything that I do and everything that, that I taught people and, and everything that even, even people at Datto and even our partners, I, I resort to an analogy. I resort to comparing it to something that everybody knows. And I, I always fall back on a car, any, anything to do with a car. So if you think about technology and, and you compare it to a car, when you go to buy a car, you don't you're not going into the, the dealer looking for them to explain to you how an internal combustion engine works. You're not there talking about, you know, all of that. Some of you may be into that. Some of you will be selling to engineers who want all the features and speeds and feeds. But most of the time you're talking to a business owner and they don't care about any of that. What they do care about is if I'm buying a car is, okay, what kind of engines in there? Great. Horsepower. Yeah. I might care about that. I'm, I'm, I, me personally, I'm, I could go either way. Right. I'm more worried about what the convenience of it is. You know, what's what's that interior like? You know, how are you making it safer for me? Things I don't have to worry about. You know, what the 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 lane assist, things like that. Talk talk to me about that. That that's making my job easier, making my life easier. That's the the comparison I, I say for IT sales is don't get lost in in the speeds and feeds and the the technical stuff because you're just you're, you'll watch them them just glaze over stick to listening to what, what they, they tell you they're interested in and then, and then playing on that. Um, if they're going to tell you exactly who they are and what they want, if you, just, if you just listen to them, just give them a chance to speak and then say, okay, I see you're concerned about what type of interior is in the car. Here's some options for you. You know, that's, that's the, the route that I take. So at audit, we're kind of on the front lines of seeing how people sell because we're, we see their sales presentations. I talk to them about how they're presenting. I coach them on how to present. And um, one of the things I see a lot is that they do overcomplicate it. So that was kind of a loaded question. I already know the answer to it, but why do you think they do it? Like, why, if they, I think, and, and when I say I'm on the front lines of it, I see them come in and, and I see them come to us because they know they need to uncomplicate. They know they need to make it less complex, yet they still make it complex. So I see people's presentations and, and I see that they've put in more than we have in our template, right? They've created presentations that are almost two presentations put together because they want to cram more stuff into it. Why do they yep. do that? I think that, I think there's 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 a couple of reasons. Um, one of them, depending on on the maturity level of of that that MSP and and um, how long they've been doing it. The old way of doing it, way back in the day, it was give somebody so much information to show them that you're the expert. So, uh, and I'm I'm sure you experienced this walking in and throwing that big book down, saying, "Here's your report. Here's here's all the stuff." And I, I think the, the second part of that is a lot of, when it comes to technology, you are the smartest person in the room. And a lot of people feel the need to, to get that out, to let others know. 
this is what I know, and this is what's best for you. And that I think is, is a mistake. If you're going in there, they're already, they're already thinking you're, you're, you, you know exactly what you're doing when it comes to technology. Now just help them through that buying decision. It's a, it's a very technical, very complicated decision they have to make and simplifying it puts them at ease when, when you're going through that whole process. Um, it, and the third part of that is a lot of it comes down to a little bit of ego as well. I think every sales rep has, has a lot of confidence, has a bit of an ego. And I think part of that is, is that on the tech side is just, yeah, we, we know you know your stuff. We're, we're aware. You don't have to tell us. You don't have to you know, go over the top and let us know. Just, just tell me how it's going to help me. Yeah, that's, that's good. And I want to, I want to pull, I want to pull more out of you on this and, or really just talk about it a little bit, go, go a little deeper with it. And, and the reason is because I think there's something that in our, in our psychology, right. There's something in the subconscious, I think that, that stops them. And you named it, you named a few, a few reasons. Uh, and I think confidence, right. You said confidence. That's like, it's not like they want to put, they come, especially when, when we see people come to our company to use our tool, they, they've come because they know they, they need to make it easy for the client to understand. But then they sit back and they look at their presentation and they start to uh, second guess. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing, right? Like I second nice. guess myself every time I publish a piece of content. I go, did I, is that good enough? And, and I feel like I've, I've, um, not hit the mark and, and I question, you know, I'll, I, I've, I've deleted so many pieces of content that I could have published because I wasn't sure I've, I've written whole books, right? Like I've written enough to publish a book and, and I've said, that's not, that's not good. Um, so I do it. I don't know why I do it. I can't really put it into words. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, and, and with, with a sales presentation, I mean, it's so final, right? Like if you go out there and they put that sales presentation in front of their client, the client says, no, it's game over, right? For me to publish a piece of content, it may be my ego. Maybe it's my, I don't want to be laughed at, you know, I don't want to be criticized, but for a sales presentation, it's, it's over, right? So, you know, how do we, and I'm exploring this because I want to help them get past that it's like how do we how do we yeah oh i i hear you i'm i'm in the same boat i every i mean i i give presentations all day long and just in my presentations alone the even the the look the the slide deck that i use the powerpoint um every time i look at it i make changes every single time and it gets to a point where i'm finally like that's it. This is what this is what I'm going with because if I open this back up and I review it before I present, I'm I'm going to delete a slide. I'm going to add a slide. I'm I'm going to change it. You can you will you will do that in a sales presentation. You'll do it to death. You'll go back. You want it to be perfect. Um, I I think I think it, it's it's kind of you know cliche to say okay you know keep it simple, but. Truly, like what you guys offer is keeping it simple. So if you just follow the plan and stick to it and not get lost in trying to make it absolutely 100% perfect, it's never going to be 100% perfect. Um, just, just go with it and get into that groove of, of trying to keep it as simple and, and, and then finally just putting your foot down saying, this is what I'm going with. <laughs> like, 
I can't keep opening this and making changes because I'll do it all night long. And I'm guilty of that. Right. And I think, um, I, I wonder if it comes down to, um, it probably doesn't come down to any one thing and everybody's going to be a little bit different with this, but I think a big factor is going to be trust, right? You have to trust in, in what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if trust I publish content, I have to really <laughs> trust that, that what's going to happen next is going to be good. And, and with a sales presentation, when they put, when they, when they finish that sales presentation and polished it and look at it and print it, They've got to trust that it's going to work, that they've done all the right steps. So it's, it's how, do we, how do we build our, our trust and our faith in ourselves that, that it's going to work? Is it just do it and, and I, take yeah, the leap? Or? I, I, um, I've always been a very processes and procedures driven person. We we've got processes for everything. There's a way to do everything. And especially when it comes to putting together a presentation, or you can even boil this down to choosing a new vendor or implementing a solution, you can go in so many different tangents and it can change at, at a moment's notice. But if, if you build a process into it, you know, the, the way that, that you and your engineers are going out and just a simple PC install You've got your process down and you follow that and you know how long it's going to take and you do that. Have that same mentality on the sales side. I have a, a, a sales presentation to create. Here's what, here's the, the, the points I want to make. Here's what the, my prospect has told me and just follow a, a process in doing that and, and sticking to it. Um, that, that's really my only advice. And that can apply to everything at, at, at your MSP is, technical, uh, even, you know, business management process-wise for your, your PSA, your RMM tools, your responding to tickets, you, everything is, is just, we, we documented everything. I spent many months documenting everything. And, and I, I mentioned this in a previous one, documenting everything from the moment we pick up that phone to dial a, a, a cold call to the day we cashed a check what exactly happens when you when you document it and you can see all the all the different ways it can go that's when your processes start taking taking hold and you can say okay here's my process same exact thing on the sales side document okay here here's the questions i'm going to ask in in my introductory meeting with with that prospect um here's uh the information i'm gathering Here's the, here's what I'm preparing. Here's the, the five main points I'm preparing in my next sales presentation for them and just get into that groove of, of processing it and, and doing it the same for, for everyone. Um, they're all going to be different. They're all going to have their, their variances, but you know, the steps. And once you know that it, things will start getting a, a whole lot easier. Right. Let's talk about a little bit about what what's happening on the other side of the table when when a salesperson is complicating something. And I'd love for you to share, you know, you shared a little bit about, you know, buying a car. Do you have experiences yourself where you've been on the that, that side of the table where there's been somebody trying to sell something to you and it's just it's complicating. And, and when I say complicating, I want to I want to kind of preface this with the fact that 
it can be really, really simple. It can really, in reality, be very simple. But if it's if it's even the slightly, like if you've used one word that's complicating on the other side of the table, throws somebody off. And, and I'll never forget when I was selling, I, I was selling marketing services, specifically search engine optimization. And somebody brought us in to sell to sell them on Google, their Google rankings were dying. And I kept using the word SEO. I was hit, I was talking very simply to them and they called me in for SEO, which is short for search engine optimization, but he didn't realize it was short for search engine optimization. Yeah. He didn't know what it was. He just knew he needed his Google rankings fixed. And it, it almost cost me that sale. And it wasn't, the only reason it didn't is because I, I, he, I asked him if he understood. So, and I asked him in such a way that he, he actually said, I, I'm not really sure what that SEO word is. And then I was able to explain it. But yeah, had I not gotten to that, that one stupid little word, even though my presentation was, I mean, I spent hours putting that presentation together. I dumbed everything down. To, you, you know what I mean? So yeah. Um, yeah, I, we live in a world of acronyms. We do in IT and it drives me absolutely nuts, especially when I don't know it. <laughs> and and uh, and the the fact of the the fact is, during your talk, you have you have to spell it out at least once. You have to let them know because it it happens even internally at data. I'll share this, um, and I won't share what the word is. But uh, we were we're in a meeting, and we're 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 discussing a, a new plan for 2021. And there's this word that kept popping up, and I'm I don't know what it meant, <laughs> and I'm like what the heck is he talking about? And finally, at the end of this uh, 20 minutes of going on and on about it, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And instantly the rest of the room is like, thank God somebody said it because I have no idea what he just said to me. And that's the, that's the route you need to take in, in presenting what you're presenting to, to your customers is just, you, you have to simplify it. Like you said, you, and I hate saying dumb it down, but you have to dumb it down, but explain to them exactly what, what words like that mean. Not everybody knows all your acronyms. I get emails and, and calls all the time from other vendors asking me to anything from buying lists to buying software. I get it all day long. And the ones that just assume I know their, their acronyms, I'm, I'm, I dismiss them instantly. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. If you're not going to take the time to explain it to me, I'm not going to take the time to listen. That's, that's what it means. So, um, and it's easy, it's easy for us in IT because we we're, we are used to a lot of these acronyms. We know what SEO is in the marketing and sales side, but like you said, the person on the other side of the table, they, they don't. So you have to, you have to say that, um, search engine op optimization, SEO, got it. Okay. What does that mean? We're, we're going to make sure that, that you pop up to the top of, of searches and, and things like that. Got it. Okay, cool. How are you going to do that for me? That's, that's the route that, that you need to take. Explaining a lot of that and simplifying it for, for the person on the other side of the table. Yeah, and getting into what that person on the other side of the table feels like, what you felt like and what my client felt like and what I felt like, what we've all felt like is that we don't understand something. So what was the majority of the people in the room with you were thinking they, they weren't going to ask? No, not everybody's going to ask, right? My client a, is a rare person, like, because they, because they feel stupid, right? Like you, yeah. you were probably questioning yourself, like, am I going to ask a stupid question and look like a fool in front of everybody? Yeah. 
Uh, no, no doubt about it. And, uh, and me on, on things like that, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried of looking like an idiot. So, so I, I will ask, but it, put yourself in the shoes of that business owner. Let's, let's just uh, Joe, the president of a manufacturing company that has a, a master's in business and knows what he's, what he's doing. And suddenly he, there's a question that, that he has no, an acronym, a word that he has no idea what it is, he or she. Um, and they're probably thinking, man, I, I should know what this is. I'm not going to ask. And then they'll sit there and, and question it that entire time. You will have more people that don't ask than, than do. I think I'm, I'm a little bit rare where I'll just stop somebody and say, hey, what does that mean? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so that, that's knowing that. And, and, and I guess you have to judge the room as well. Are they... Are, their body language, their, their eyes, how are they responding to, to what you're saying? Do they really get it? Do you get a sense that they really understand it or are they just not in their head going, yep, yep. Okay. Got it. Yep. Yep. Cause chances are they, they have no idea what you just presented. Yeah. And to, to close the loop on, on where we started with this, when we, when we opened the conversation is, is I asked you if you feel that that people are overcomplicated, that salespeople can overcomplicate. Of course, the answer to that is yes. We, we talked about, you know, why MSPs or why salespeople overcomplicate and some tools, some ideas to get past that. But I think ultimately, probably the best tool to get yourself past the, the, the idea that you shouldn't overcomplicate and, and get the confidence, as you, as you had said earlier, in being confident to, to really simplify and feeling okay that you don't have to educate people by putting yourself in their shoes, like on the other side of the table, what is your client going to feel like if you talk over their head, how are they going to feel? Because that ultimately is going to lose you the sale faster than anything else. Um, that is going to make them feel stupid. If, if, if they're feeling stupid, they're probably not going to ask you Yep. what it means, even if you ask them, if they understand it's, it's everything turns off. So that may be the best tool we can use to gain that confidence we need to, to simplify. You know, I, I think of my mentor when I first got into this, um, uh, the owner of the MSP that I worked for was still to this day, one of the, the, the best sales reps I've, I've ever met. And, and he owned the company, but he's also the, the number one sales rep as most MSPs are. And what he does during the, the course of, of an explanation, during the course of a sales process, during the course of just about everything he's talking about, he'll, he'll stop at certain points and ask very genuinely, is this making sense? Do I, do I have this right? Is there anything I can clarify or, or am I off base? He always puts it back where, or, or am I off base? Am, am I doing something that, am I not clear in how I'm doing this? Like putting it back on him, not, not on them. And it's something I, I built into, into the way that I present, the way that I talk it, you know, stop halfway through or, or partway through what, what you're, you're presenting and, and just ask them, hey, is this making sense? And do it in a, in a genuine way, not, not making them feel stupid. Like, is this making sense to you? But in a sense of, hey, did I get this right? And are, we, are we on the same page? Um, is there anything else I can explain? That is, is where they start seeing more of, of the, the real person you are, the genuine person, just 
making sure that, that you're making sure that they, that they understand it, that you're not talking over their head and seeing him do that. That was probably the, that and watching him cold call were probably the two biggest ways that he, he mentored me. Okay. So next time when we're going to come back on a part two with, with Eric to talk about common traits of successful salespeople and Eric's going to share a, a, um, a case study, a little case study about one of uh, Datto's top sales reps and what he's doing. So you're not going to want to miss that. And here's a little tease. Um, I, I can tell you one of the, the best um, sales reps at Datto. He, I, I'm on a lot of partner calls with him at the end of it. And most sales reps do this, but he is like over the top about it is laying out all the next steps laying out all the tasks for everybody and then summarizing, he'll say it at the end of every call. Okay, so next steps. Here's what I need from you. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get you this by this day. Get me this. Um, and then he also puts that in an email saying, I'll summarize all of this as well, just so we have it in writing. Everybody knows exactly what they have to do, when they have to do it, and what's expected. Well, thank you again, Eric, for being a guest on the podcast. It's always a pleasure to have you. We've done a ton of content together here um, through our joint venture with Datto called the MSP Sales Academy. And you can get to the replays of that by going to auditforit.com slash sales academy. I, I do want to leave people off with how can they connect with you and Datto? Uh, connecting with me is super easy. Easy email address, et at Datto. Uh, checking out that, or uh, if you want more info on, on the partnership, uh, partners at datto.com. Uh, that goes out to a, a blast group of us, but yeah, shoot me an email. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm very responsive, et at datto.com. Thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah. Have a great one. All right. You too. <laughs>